0: Orthodox Journey, a missionary activity of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, working under the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia, presents The Neo-Martyrs, a podcast series exploring the lives, times and virtues of those saints who witnessed for Christ under Ottoman rule. The fall of Constantinople in 1453 signaled the dawn of a new era in both the history of Greece and the history of the Orthodox Church. It was a period characterized by the persecution, subjugation and debasement of Christians. A period in which to proclaim one's belief in Christ was to resign oneself to a life of harassment and hardship. However, it was in such dire circumstances that God blessed the Church and brought forth a group of men and women of all ages, who through their lives and ultimately their deaths, strengthen the faithful and showcase the true meaning of witnessing for Christ. These men and women who differed in so many ways, yet were united in Christ, are the new martyrs. There are new martyrs from many parts of the world and many different persecutions. Most recently, we have seen new martyrs in the Soviet Union and China, as well as in the Middle East. This podcast series seeks to explore the lives of the new martyrs to witness for the Christian faith under the yoke of the Ottoman Empire. This Islamic and Turkish Empire caused the martyrdom of tens of thousands of Orthodox Christians, and yet despite almost certain torture and death, the new martyrs remained firm in their faith. One of these new martyrs, who took it upon himself to bring the Orthodox faith to the captive people, was St. Cosmas the Atolian, Adios Cosmas Oetolos, Large wooden crosses can still be found in some villages of Thessaly in northern Greece. The locals there know that all of these crosses were erected by St. Cosmas the Aetolian, also known as Paterkosma or Patrokosma, to the inhabitants of the towns in the regions of Epirus, Macedonia and Thessaly. This extraordinary man was known throughout Greece, and many people believe that St. Cosmas the Aetolian saved the Greek nation during this very critical stage of its history. St. Cosmas was born in 1714 in the village of Megalodendro of etoloa carnania just to the north of the Gulf of Corinth, with the name of Kostas. He spent his early years in the village, helping his parents out on their farm. At that time, the situation in the villages of Ottoman-occupied Greece was miserable. Churches were closed, people died without funerals, and many were not baptized. People were isolated and subject to violence, and many Greeks converted to Islam to make their lives easier in these tough times. When Kostas understood the terrible crisis his countrymen were going through, he took action. Initially, he taught in the town of Lobodina in Ethelua, Karnania. He knew that education was a weapon for the subjugated Greeks that had forgotten their history and their religion. However, he quickly understood that his efforts as a mere teacher were not enough. And so Gostas went to Mount Athos in 1743 to study at the Athenite Academy, which was similar to a university. He studied there for eight years, and apart from theology, he also learnt ancient Greek, Latin, philosophy, rhetoric, mathematics, natural sciences, and even medicine. At the same time, he was tonsured a monk with the name Guzmas, and was ordained a priest. After around 20 years of preparation on Mount Athos, he made his big decision. He wanted to leave Manathos to visit the subjugated Greek towns and preach two things to them. First, he wanted to teach them about Christ, that is, the faith in Christ that saves people. And secondly, their own glorious history, the history of the Greek people. And so, he received the permission of the Patriarch of Constantinople in 1760 and started his first journey. Beginning in the villages of Thrace, he made his way into Macedonia and Albania. Then he went south to central Thessaly, and then back up towards Epirus and southern Albania, which at that time, and even today, is largely Greek. He walked everywhere, day and night, hot and cold. He only had his staff with him, and had no money or supplies. For 19 years, he travelled throughout Greece, from one end to the other. He also went to many of the islands, including the Ionian Islands, the Cyclades, Rhodes, and Crete. He became famous throughout Greece. Whole towns came to hear him. Many followed him in his travels. On many occasions, he took 40 to 50 priests with him. When he reached a town, the priests would hear confession at night, and on the next day they held the divine liturgy, where people would receive Holy Communion. Afterwards, Father Kuzmas would speak to the crowd. First, he would put up a big wooden cross. Then he put a stool next to it, like a wooden box, and stood on it so everyone could see him. Then he started his homily. He spoke to them very simply so that everyone could understand. He talked about Christ, Banayir, and the saints of the church. He spoke to them about how to love and how to care for each other. He managed to restore the friendships of many people, both among the orthodox faithful as well as between orthodox and Muslims. And without the Turks realizing it, he spoke about the freedom that faith in Christ brings. At the end of each homily, he spoke about the darkness of illiteracy, What use were the jewels women wore? The greatest jewel was education, he would shout. His words had an immediate effect. Men and women took off their jewellery and laid them at his feet. In this way, he convinced the rich to donate to this cause of building 250 new schools and creating 4,000 baptismal fonts for the Orthodox to be baptised. Many Turks who respected him also donated money for this work. Once, a group of thieves heard him talk repented and became his followers. On another occasion, a Turkish bassa or governor, took one of Father Kuzma's crosses and turned it into a bed for himself, trying to show that he wasn't afraid of the cross, and would make fun of Father Kuzma's. That night, when he went to sleep, there was a giant earthquake, and his whole house collapsed, but miraculously he was not killed. On the next day, he took the cross back, and returned it to the place where Father Guzmas had left it, and returned every day to worship in front of it. This is just one of the miracles that Saint Guzmas worked in his lifetime. But the Jews, annoyed that Father Kuzmas convinced the people not to work on Sundays, but instead to work and shop on Saturdays, bribed the Pesah of Iwanina to kill him. He did this on the 24th of August, 1779. When the soldiers of the Pesah came to arrest him, he didn't resist. He only asked them to leave him for one moment. Kneeling, he prayed and blessed the four corners of the earth. After this, they hung him from a tree. They threw his body into a river, but a Christian with his boat found it and brought it out of the river. It was then taken to the church in the town of Kolikondasi in northern Ipiros, where he was buried. Although his fervent heart ceased to beat and his mouth was closed, his voice could still be heard and his labors bore fruit freedom and the rebirth of the greek nation. But how is someone like St. Cosmas relevant to us today? After all, he lived 250 years ago. Unfortunately, the problems faced today in the western world are similar in many ways to the problems faced by the Greeks under Turkish rule. It is a similar environment to the Ottoman Empire, where people are put under pressure to deny their faith in Christ. Back then, the pressure came from Islam and the Ottoman Empire, Now it comes from a society that denies God, denies the legitimacy of Christian teaching, and has embraced secularism as the new religion. St. Guzmas saw this environment and was not phased. He worked with the Greeks to bring them back to the faith and cared for them. This is also something that can be achieved today through missionary work, through being an example to others, and through caring and loving all people. This does not involve ordering people around and casting judgment, but speaking the truth in love through our Christian friendship, and through our example. One thing about St. Cosmas is that he is not just a saint because of his martyrdom. He was a martyr because he was a saint beforehand. That is what it takes to become a martyr. If someone is unwilling to stand up for his or her faith at the smaller crossroads or decisions of life, then it is extremely unlikely that they will be able to cultivate enough love for God in such a short space of time to be willing to witness for Him with their lives. On the whole, the new martyrs were people who already loved God. Therefore, when that next step of martyrdom was presented to them, they were willing and able to take it. Finally, much like St. Cosmas, we still have much to learn from our Orthodox faith and about the saints of our church. That is one of the aims of this podcast series, to bring to mind the examples of the New Martyrs so that they might be able to inspire us through their feats, create a love for God within us, and strengthen us against the pressures and temptations of the modern world. It would be an injustice to view the New Martyrs simply as Christians who died under the Ottoman yoke. The New Martyrs are an embodiment of the idea that true freedom lies not in this world but in Christ, Through their courage, perseverance, vigilance, and steadfastness, these saints acted as a light to a people who were surrounded by darkness. Their example is just as relevant today as it was 200 years ago. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This is the message of the new martyrs. They are voices crying out in the wilderness. They are witnesses to the ultimate truth. Through death, they have testified to the world that Christ has made us free. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Orthodox Journey. To keep up to date with our podcast, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or head to orthodoxjourney.com where you can find even more Orthodox articles, talks, sermons and podcasts.